Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. Sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. Where's Basket? Let's rock! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I'm your host, J.M. Prater, and I'm joined by hosts... Patrick Green. And uh, welcome to another roundtable uh, discussing is aliens overrated and is aliens could be... Is it, is it underrated? And this is our final entry into... Well, final for now, entry into 40 Miles of Bad Road, um, our investigation into aliens and everything that kind of made that movie what it is. And tonight we are joined by some guests... And uh, if you guys want to go around, I'm sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, the suspense I feel like, was killing me, man. The suspense uh, was killing me. But if you guys want to go around and uh, introduce yourselves. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, my name's Dusty. I'm from uh, Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. Uh, Jamie, you really freaked me out with that sneeze. You were recoiling. I was backing up away from the computer. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I've been listening to the podcast for, I guess I could probably say two years. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it ever since. It's actually like kind of funny how I just randomly typed in alien podcast into the search feed on, uh, iTunes and it was one of the first things that popped up. So I've, I've really been along for the ride the whole time. So I really, I really appreciate you guys a inviting me to join you today and B also just for doing what you guys do. It's been like, a really relieving thing to kind of be a part of something, even though it's just listening from a distance. But uh, yeah, I, I really want to thank you guys just for doing what you've done so far. Thanks, man. Cool. And we got another new voice you haven't heard before. This is uh, Sean Sumner, who will introduce himself momentarily, who's been on the team now for a few months. He's rocking it out on Building Better Worlds. He's bringing up some amazing discussion points, and we're really excited to finally feature him on an episode. So, Sean, go ahead and tell us who you are. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, I'm... Sean, and I'm from Manchester, England, uh, the northwest of England. I've uh, been a lifelong alien fan, well, say lifelong. My first entry into it was at seven years old, and I've been a massive fan ever since. Uh, yeah, and it, it's brilliant to finally be on the podcast and talking to all you amazing guys who do such an amazing job with the uh, the podcast and the group and the, yeah I'm a, I'm a little little bit tongue tied a little bit speechless <laughs> it's a bit of a don't know you're all kind of big deals to me and it's 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 just really good to be here and be able to talk amongst you guys well we're super excited Welcome. to have you
All right, and then we got some uh, some members of longtime members of the family. You guys want to go ahead? Okay. Hi. <laughs> this is Clara, but you can call me Mel uh, from Studio Yatani, helping out with Perfect Organism today. Oh, what am I supposed are... to say? No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> our our uh, guest contributor, Michael, tonight. Still trying Studio to figure out how to. I'm trying to figure out how to get all this chicken shit outfit. <laughs> you secure uh, that shit, Brad. <laughs> no, my name is Michael. Um, I'm from uh, I'm from PA, uh, and I was lucky enough to kind of uh, get on this podcast, uh, sort of a, a let in, and uh, for some reason they haven't kicked me out yet. So uh, going strong, and uh, I love it. It's just this is you know exactly like everybody else said. This is the uh, the premiere podcast. If you're an Aliens fan, and and so far so good, and uh, going strong. Awesome. So tonight we are we are discussing. Uh, this is kind of a roundtable version, uh, sort of. It's kind of a, a two-part version of the idea or the a larger discussion on whether or not aliens is overrated. And uh, as we're going to segue into, maybe it's a little bit underrated. Maybe it's not as appreciated for its nuance and subtlety as it should be. Um, but just let's kind of dive into whether or not, like what, what you guys think of kind of the discussion last week and not just the discussion, but like how does aliens sit with you? Is it something that you feel like um, is overrated? Is it, is it, is it, does it kind of throw the, the, the series off into a larger direction, taking it away from its cerebral roots in a, in, in a way that might hurt the series. What do you, what do you guys think? So whoever wants to start can start. I'll go first if you guys want. Um, yeah, it was interesting listening to the episode uh, previous to this one because it kind of, both of you guys talking about it really brought out a lot of things that I guess I had felt, but I never really fully realized. So I think like it's, it's definitely, I, I, with you guys on the camp of Alien 3 being my favorite, um, by far. Uh, the second one, I, I probably would put it number three, uh, for me. Uh, as far as it being overrated or underrated, that's a really tough question for me because I think as a follow up to the first Alien movie, it was perfect. It was amazing. It brought kind of the cerebral side of, the first movie around to like a major pop culture as far as, uh, you know, big theaters in the eighties and everything. But in hindsight, comparing it to alien three, I think, you know, like you guys had said last time, it was kind of a repeat as far as like, well, not a repeat, but there was, there was similar kind of layout of the movie. And I found that, uh, Looking back, you could definitely kind of see that there were other movies that stood out a little bit more than Aliens. However, I did see Aliens first, and it was my favorite forever. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was interesting to think about that. I really, uh, I liked the stuff you guys pointed out in that episode. What's your favorite now? Alien Three, hands down. I can handle myself. Yeah, I noticed. Oh, welcome, yeah. welcome. <laughs> so not another one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. <laughs> well, I'll jump in here next then. I got to follow up the Alien 3 conversation. Um, I, I, so my thing is I'm a child of the 80s through and through. So for me, I grew up in the action-packed 
you know, everything was all movies were big and explosions and action packed and you had Terminator and you had Predator and you had, you know, aliens. I am the same way. I started out and saw aliens first, uh, then found out about alien and uh, watched alien. Uh, and then, of course, and down the road, saw Alien 3, which, like I said, it, it still is, to me, is a great movie, just not my favorite out of the three. So I guess my thing was, as somebody who I like, I'm very involved in the comics, to me, I see Aliens as not as much of a sequel, but kind of a, a different version or a different view of the franchise. I mean, they've all kind of had their own storytelling in, in their own place, which is nice. Um, but like I said, for me, I think if you're going to say, you know, on the topic of overrated or underrated, um, you know, it's, I guess that's kind of a mixed bag because I think if you were someone who saw Alien first and the, the sheer shock and awe that Alien itself was where it was, it was dark and it was broody and it was, you know, where is it, where is it coming from, anything like that. That's a hard thing to follow. Um, whereas me seeing aliens first and growing up in the, you know, the GI Joe and the, the toy soldiers and all of that kind of stuff. Um, aliens to me is my favorite hand down. Just, just, I think it for that time when it came out and for some of the stuff that it did was just an incredible, you know, telling of James Cameron's version of, of where he wanted to go from there. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard thing to say. I don't think I could put it one or the other. I don't think I could put it, you know, as it, you know, is it overrated or underrated? I think for the time period that it came out, it was perfect. And it, which is funny because I actually just watched it this afternoon. It was on, uh, I think IFC or something like that. It was on and I, I can just, AMC, anytime it's, it's been on, on the AMC, the whole trilogy. Yeah, really, I just, yeah. I can just click in, watch it and I'm good to go. I don't, I mean, I could recite just about every line word for word now. And it's still, every time I see it, I'm like, it's just, takes me right back to that time and i think i talked jamie and i talked about this i think i think you too uh patrick for me it it all takes me back to my childhood because i saw it with my dad um so that that kind of has an edge over everything else because that was a time that him and i went in the whole ambience of going to the movie theater and the popcorn and the whole nine yards and it just for me was just such a a great version so um yeah it's it's a huff it's a a really tough subject it's a super hard question. It's it is it is a tough one. I mean, I I were like I say I were seven year old when I first got my look at the Alien franchise, and it it, it was Alien. Alien were the first film I I watched, and I mean, at seven years old, you know, you don't really you don't really take it in. You don't really get it as you know as as you would rewatching it as an adult. But I remember watching it and. and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. And when I got to watch Aliens uh, in my, uh, I was probably nine or 10. Aliens for me just represents that typical 80s action movie. Like, you know, like we were saying, like when you have conversations about typical 80s movies, you know, you're talking about, RoboCop. You're talking about Terminator. You're, you're talking. About, you're talking about aliens. It, it it must come up on every single conversation I, I I've ever had about eighties movies. It's it's just so iconic. But it, if I was listening to the nostalgia uh, part of me, I'd I'd go with aliens. If I was listening to you know if I if I was listening to my heart. 
I'd have to I'd have to say Alien Three. Uh, Alien Three was the was the last one I watched. It uh, I watched so you know I watched the films in sequence. Alien, Aliens, Alien Three. Uh, and as much as I love Aliens, uh, and and you know it's just purely that eighties nostalgia trip. Uh, but Aliens, for me, uh, is behind Alien Three. Uh, is Aliens underrated? Is Aliens overrated? I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I certainly don't think it's it's underrated. I mean, I think it's very appreciated. Uh, it's appreciated that much that you know the the later movies are, are held by that standard. I mean, that's that, that's very important. Uh, overrated. I think there's just too much going on in Aliens for it to be for it to be overrated. Uh, but yeah. If if I was following the nostalgia inside me, it would have to be Aliens. Uh, if I was following my heart, I'd have to say Alien Three. But I love them all. I think because of people's distaste for the prequels, it has been elevated to a point where people are trying to say it's superior to Alien. For me, Alien and Aliens are very much part of the one movie. I think I've said that before, actually. And um, because of that, it's, it's really hard for me to kind of separate the two, even though uh, thematically and aesthetically they're, they're kind of different. But they, they hit the same beats. Um, I think that Aliens was an amazing achievement. I don't think it outshone the first, but it was a really great sequel. It's not bad. Um, it's watchable. It kind of reaches out to every sort of demographic, so it's not just hard horror like Alien was. Um, and in that, I, I think that's a credit to it. As well as that, I think um, Sigourney Weaver playing the role of Ripley in Aliens really made it as well because you've got this transformation of the character going from someone who's afraid, who doesn't want to face the alien again, to facing the alien because, like, they know that that's the only way to try to get rid of it. Um, and I think it's really great that they've managed to go from a, a very like small limited cast to one where it's kind of like exploding with people <laughs> with all of the, like, the different Marines. You've got Burke there, you've got Newt. Um, yeah, I feel that it's, it's a really amazing movie and I, I love it. Um, but I think in people's distaste of the prequels, they're kind of like, blowing it out of proportion and, and and they kind of feel like they have to knock other stuff to be able to say that they like aliens like uh, i i just think that you know it's it's a great movie for me this great movie <laughs> alien is a great movie um yeah so I, I don't i don't know whether people are, are just amping it up because of trying to show just taste for other movies or whether it's genuine whether that's that, that sort of same in-depth sort of appreciation, um, you know, that, that when, when people like a movie that they have. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to say it because uh, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody. That's um, okay. We, we, we offend uh, people all the time lately. Don't worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> you should see yeah, some of the comments. She hates that'll, aliens. That'll, that'll, <laughs> <laughs> Clara, the infamous mother alien hater, aliens. Mother 9000, hater of aliens. <laughs> Just an example, like when I was interviewing um, Tristan Jones 
And he was saying, he's like, oh, I hate aliens. And I'm like, uh, I kind of like aliens. <laughs> so I was trying to like, he was trying to tell me like all of these things that he didn't like about the movie and the characters and, and the way that they, they made the alien into a bug. And then I was like speaking with my opposition. Well, Dan O'Bannon's inspiration was originally from an insect. So you can't say that James Cameron changed it. And, you know, like we, we had all of these interesting things to say about why we didn't and didn't like the movie. But I feel like it's all down to a personal experience. So the way that he experienced it was different to the way that I experienced it. My life experience changed the way I viewed things. So, yeah, I, I really love Alien and Aliens. I love all the movies, actually. You know that. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't think that people are sincere when they use Aliens to put down other movies. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't, it doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> It's interesting that that because I think you're you are onto something that there are these like tectonic shifts in fandoms that happen over time and certain things get elevated that are kind of in the service of certain I don't want to say like agendas but certain um, viewpoints you know and I think that that can kind of change retrospectively the way that things are held um, in fandoms and I think you're seeing that in Star Wars a lot too um, so I want to unpack that before we move on I also want to go back Sean Hewitt who was another team member of ours. Um, wanted to join but uh, wasn't able but he sent us a, a, a little message with some of his thoughts on this question so but before you read that mm. I, just, I was told by sean to say oorah to ashes Oorah! get away from her you bitch <laughs> connor connor uh, from scotland is on the call no, i just want i had to say that to well oh, hey so. connor <laughs> how you doing man yeah i'll, I'll... I want to just walk up and <laughs> we are covering like most of the continents of the world on this call. This is pretty exciting. Um, shaking your head, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I'm going to go quick. I'm just going to read Sean's comment. Um, and then Connor, I'll pass it off to you. Um, and what we're basically just talking about is just getting a quick read on whether or not we personally think aliens is over or underrated. Um, so, so I'll read this off. We'll go to Connor. And then I have a quick question that I want all of you to answer as quickly as you can. Okay. So get ready. Cause it's going to go crazy. All right. So first off, here's Sean's thought. He says, is aliens overrated? While I sit here and ponder such a question going back and forth in my mind, I have to say in one hand, it is, and yet, on the other, it's not. I love how dramatic that is. It's a masterpiece, one of, and some may argue, it is the single best piece of cinema history, yet at the same time, it is flawed. Flawed in the sense that it has repetition, Ripley falsely being safe, an alien being on board on the way home, and the queen being blown out of the airlock, where have we seen that before? Flawed in the sense of quite a few obvious movie mistakes, like Ripley's headset during the hive scene, I'm looking at you, he says. Flawed in the sense that this great being, this beast of a xenomorph, is being likened to a simple house bug, which is something I talked about last time, too. Um, he said, yet each of these things on their own merit can be questioned. The queen being on board, the Sulaco gives us a few scenes which I marvel at even to this day. I'm talking about Bishop being ripped in half, which still gives me the creeps, and of course that iconic power loader reveal scene. It respected the queen uh, as to having to literally blow it out of the airlock to defeat it. The movie mistakes, well, uh, well, show me a perfect movie, he says. 
And then he says, in regards to uh, the Xeno being likened to a bug, we have to understand that the Xenos and aliens are different than the lone one and alien. The ones and aliens are working under a different environment, greater numbers, of course they will act differently, and the queen serves the logical purpose of explaining the eggs. It all makes sense. My own main gripe with aliens is the ending. How Ripley's arm can withstand the vacuum of space and not even appear hurt after said fact. Yeah, I have to say, we didn't even get to that last episode. That is something that I've always... Like, that, it's such a magisterial ending to the movie that I always just forgive it, but there are some really pretty insane breaches of physics going on at the end of that film. But but here's the thing, I'll let you yeah. finish, but people forgive those mistakes because the movie's awesome. Right. The reason why you see people picking apart other movies that they don't like uh, in, in, in mass and uh, like a chorus is because the movie's not working. So when the movie stops, isn't working, they start picking everything that bo- that's bothering them apart. Right. With aliens, sure, there's plenty of things wrong. There's plenty of uh, things that are not they – they don't have continuity, but no one cares because it's an amazing ride. Right, right, right. Not, I should clarify, not working for them. Because I, I know you're talking about Covenant, but I fucking love it. No, so, I'm talking so many about people Prometheus. I'm talking about Re- Resurrection. I'm talking about all of it. Right, I mean, right, right. I think – If, if know, it works for you – then you're going to forgive things. Uh, but, I mean, in reference to the prequels, well, let's just leave Prometheus out of it. But in terms of Covenant, which is the most – it's divisive, I think, the disconnect with you, – when you see people talking about it or, or dogging on it, they're picking apart these things. Oh, well, this didn't work, and then that didn't work. But if the movie was amazing, if the movie was awesome, if the movie kind of had a, a, a bigger appeal and it was more successful with more fans, we wouldn't be hearing that as much. Right. But but so. what, I'm, what I'm saying is those things don't bother me because I because to me it is awesome. Oh, totally. It, 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 yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. All, all I'm saying is it, it, it depends on who's watching the movie and how it's received by them. The yeah. thing is that Aliens, because basically everybody loves it to some degree, yeah, nobody will pick it apart. Other things, you know, it's much more – Dependent on yeah. who's watching it. Um, let yeah. me just wrap this up quick. He says, however, what Aliens is, is fun. You have the Colonial Marines, which is most boys dream of being when they grow up. You have action explosives. You have technology. You have nukes, knives, sharp sticks. I digress. All the while, true proper characters we can invest in and we see them develop their character arc. We have subtle undertones of family, but also handled in a respectful way, which doesn't resort to on-screen intimacy. I would say, in that case, no Aliens is not overrated. It is a masterpiece with so many elements that the more you think about it, it's hard to fathom how they got it all to work. It is a flawed masterpiece, that's for sure, and by no means a perfect movie. The flaws don't detract from the movie, they don't lose you from the moment. And then he says, P.S. James Horner's work in Aliens is fantastic. Anyone who disagrees can suck my big toe. Just kidding, we're all fans. Urata Ash has best luck with the recording. Thanks, John. <laughs> so, Connor, what are, what are your thoughts, buddy? What, <laughs> He's the best. Do you, uh, are you, uh, are you, uh, I know you're a fan of aliens, but do you find like, do you feel like it's overrated or underrated or what do you, what's, what's your read on it, dude? Um, it's a mixed bag on both those answers, really. I mean, I'm definitely, it's definitely my favorite movie, but I won't lie, over the past couple of months, I've picked it apart quite brutally. Even, there's a lot of things like realism breaches and things where I'm like, no, that shouldn't happen. For instance, obviously, when Ripley's ankles have the strength of like, tungsten carbide and don't even rip off <laughs> but uh, it's the same thing that happened really well really with alien free right now has had this sort of renaissance where it's become so hugely popular compared to what it was back when it released and a lot of people have obviously left aliens behind in a certain way but it's uh, there's really no denying that there's faults in the movie but it just gets away with them because it's such a complete movie that shouldn't really work out because so many things are happening. The movie should technically feel bored in certain ways because it's an action movie, 
Yeah, it's just nothing but characters for the first hour or so until anything really kicks off. And then when it does kick off, I manage just to move everything at such a consistent pace and do everything and present it so well that it gets away with it. And I don't think it's been done in most movies ever since. I mean, my parents watched it the other day for the first time in a decade and they said they don't make movies like that anymore. I was like, no, they don't. I think it's underrated. I think it's underappreciated at times to, to a certain extent. And I think obviously people, certain people think I just reduced the aliens to mere bugs. And there are certain scenes where James Cameron may underpower the aliens just to better service a character and make an awesome moment. But once again, it just like he somehow gets away with it, and I still don't know after analysing it for months on end. It's I'd, I'd definitely say it's underappreciated more than anything. You think it's underappreciated to, to a certain extent. I mean, people can you know slag it off to a certain a certain way for other reasons and whatnot, but I just think that amongst Alien and Alien Free right now. People seem to forget how good it was and how it arguably is the most popular movie in the franchise. So I think there's certain elements of fandom have sort of left it behind. But that's just my short two cents on it. Right now, anyway, hold on, still concocted my brain. Yeah, no, yeah you know, that's, that's great. Oh, I'm just realizing we have another new arrival to this episode. We, we now have surpassed the population of some small countries on this podcast. <laughs> Tonight, we have Dave Kogel dialing in. What's up, dude? Now, what up, Dave? Recording. <laughs> <laughs> this, this now is official. <laughs> Google runs xenomorphing. Uh, Dave, you're joined by Dusty and uh, Sean of uh, Building Better Worlds, and you know, of course, Michael and Clara and everybody else. I know one or two of you fine human beings. <laughs> you, you know enough of us to be able to know that this is the right call to be on, at least that we can, we can put it that way. <laughs> this is um, this is a call about organizing um, orange peels in Southeast Africa, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Aliens. Uh, phew. So, what do you think? Man, is, one. is aliens <laughs> is aliens overrated or underrated to you? Um, that's a good question. Um, it it really it depends who you're talking to because um the old hats they know what it is. Uh, it's it's a matter of if you prefer the original or aliens. Some people just prefer the the quiet terror of aliens to the to aliens. It's really just a win-win situation um the only time i think overrated or underrated comes discussion is dealing with the the newer fans the people who have never seen them or saw them last and they just have this idea in their head that aliens is just some dumb action movie full of cheesy one-liners and has no depth and then the same people go around and parade alien resurrection which is the same movie they just described i think it's really more so the newer fans see it they just don't quite they don't understand how brilliant it is because they've seen the newer form newer films first so to them it's just some dumb action movie i think to them maybe it's underrated or misunderstood or underappreciated um in terms of overrated i don't really think so i again i think it really depends who you're talking to but for me it is what it is most the general population of the fans, whether 
it's casual or hardcore or new or old or not born yet or in cryosleep recognize aliens as it's one of the better movies of the franchise and the accolades are are well deserved my take at least interesting interesting all right so now i want to i want to do a really quick lightning round question um but there's too many people to do a lightning round, so I'm going to open it up to basically to everybody to sort of give your opinion. But I, I brought something up on the last episode that um, has sparked some conversations with with people who have just messaged me since then that they've you know had an opinion about. And I'm curious about some of you guys. So I got to a place in the in the last episode where I said I think a lot of this conversation comes down to a fundamental uh, relationship that we individually have with the franchise. And that at some point, even though we love both of these movies, we are either an alien person or an aliens person. So uh, I'm wondering, I, I kind of want to open the floor up, but what are your thoughts on that? And and what do you guys think you are personally? And how does that influence your opinion on aliens? But what do you mean by that, Patrick? Like, like, like I like this movie as opposed to that movie? Or are you, what are you talking about, something deeper than that? I am talking about something deeper than that. I, I'm, I, I'm talking about... Um, <clears throat> All right. So I'm talking about the at, when you close your eyes at night. Everybody on this call is a very hardcore aliens fan. We know that an alien fan. When you close your eyes at night and you think about this franchise, what do you define it by? Because almost all of us saw one of those two films first. Those are the ones that have been out the longest. They're the ones that have had the most Im- resonant impact on the franchise in popular culture, in terms of cultural appreciation, and in terms of fandom. Like when, when, when we think about the Alien franchise, we think about those two films usually first. Um, I'm not saying that those are everybody's favorite. I know we have many Alien 3 fans in here, et cetera. But, um, so very early on in, in, like when the franchise was created, there was a, there was this creative decision where, you know, you had the first film, which set a template, and then you had a second film, which diverged from that template pretty drastically. And depending on which of those templates works for you individually, uh, I think it will always have an impact and it'll have echoes on how you appreciate the other films and what you expect when you think about this franchise. Um, and I think that a lot of the, the considerations around the Blomkamp decisions have come out of the sort of aliens camp and the alien camp um, having kind of this um, little bit of a, of a disagreement. There's some friction there. So what do you guys think about that? Is that something that, that you also perceive when you have conversations with people online and in your personal lives? And how do you sort of see yourselves? I'll go first. I uh, I definitely see myself as an alien fan as opposed to aliens. Uh, I think the th- reason I would say that is I th- there's a drastic difference between the two movies for me as far as the room that you get to breathe with exploration. So take into consideration the scene when they're first in the derelict in the first one. There's like no music. It's completely quiet. You can just hear their breathing, their footsteps. You don't get a lot of that in the second one. I think probably my favorite part of the second one, well, not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts is kind of when they're exploring the empty, you know, uh, when they first enter the area looking for the uh, terraformers and they can't find anyone and it's quiet. They're looking around. It's like that brief exploration. But the first one, there's a lot more of that. And uh, I really, I don't know, I'm much more of a fan of cerebral kind of mystery with movies. And uh, I think, Patrick, you mentioned this in the last episode, that the second movie answered a few too many questions as far as uh, the life cycle and kind of the way that they all, the aliens all interacted with each other. 
Whereas the first one, it was a complete fucking mystery. You don't know what this thing is. You don't know what it came from. Like every time I finish watching the first movie, it's almost like you could so easily watch it and forget about the first third of the movie when they touch down on the planet and see all this bizarre, bizarre shit that nobody ever, ever even got a chance to really figure out what it was. But we got a really good chance to look around. We got a good chance to kind of take it all in, even though we had no clue what we were looking at. And this horrific monster comes out of, uh, you know, one of the crew members and that's kind of how the story continues. It's pretty easy to forget about the exploration at the beginning of the movie. But, uh, yeah, for me, I think the biggest thing was kind of the cerebral exploration that happened with the first movie. Uh, we did get a bit more of that in some of the other movies in the franchise, but yeah, I think comparing the first two, yeah, the first one, hands down, it just, uh, a slower pace is, uh, definitely something I'm more of a fan of. Nice. And anybody else can jump into. Um, well, I guess, so in following that, uh, I guess I would have to say that um, when I think of the franchise, um, I guess immediately Aliens is my first take, um, simply for the fact I believe it, it really is. It's, it's such a weird question because you put the two of them in separate fields. Uh, I, I see Alien as a, as a dark um, – just scare you out of the seat of your pants. Where is it going? Where's it been? One of those kind of movies. Whereas Aliens itself was more of the the action and uh, you know the the buddies all getting together and watching and you know like, oh this is great. There's guns and you know everything explosions and stuff. But the reason I put Aliens first is I am and most of the people on here know this now. If you've heard me before, I'm a family guy and I love the whole family you know, way that aliens is, you know, Ripley getting her second chance at a, at a child. And, um, you know, the way that the Marines all come together, even after they don't have, you know, everything starts going wrong, you know, they still, they'll band together and everybody sort of fights towards the end. And, you know, they fight as a group and it just, you know, joking with each other and, and, you know, backhanded comments and, you know, just like you're out, you know, with a bunch of buddies, one of those kind of movies. So, for me, in, in that thing, in that aspect, and you know, especially the fact that I'm Ripley to me is probably my absolute favorite, one of my, well, if not the favorite action star. Um, just the way she is in Aliens probably puts it, tips the scale a little bit for me. So I would have to say, yeah, I, I would definitely say Aliens is probably when I think of the franchise, that's the one I start with. Okay, nice. I'm putting you down for Aliens. I'm taking notes on this, by the way. <laughs> I'll go next. Um, I would have to say that I am more of an alien fan, but don't mistake that as me saying that I don't like aliens at all. It's, it's definitely like right up there, but where my investment stops is at the Marines. I'm interested in Newt. I'm interested in Ripley. Um, I have no interest in the sort of family dynamic, but I really love the design of the queen and, and where they went with, with um, the whole movie, making it bigger and better and more at stake. Um, but I have, have no <clears throat> interest or attachment to the Marines at all. So when people talk about revisiting Alien 5 and looking at Blomkamp's project, unless they're following different characters, I'm, I'm not interested, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, there's, there's not much that I like in, in the way of um, 
like, for example, like uh, Colonial Marines Bug Hunt. Uh, I read that book. I found some stuff interesting in there. But I think that that was a really good demonstration of why um, just the story about the Marines and the aliens w- wouldn't work, even even though it totally works in the comics. I still haven't finished yeah. that. I've had that for like a long time, and it's just sitting there. Uh, I, I listen to it in audiobook form. I've also got it written as well because sometimes I like to search through um, the information when I hear it and I go, oh, okay, and then I read through it again. Um, and, and I've listened through it twice and it's good to put on in the background but i'm not like 100 percent invested in the story and what's going on if that makes any sense i feel the same way Um, i'm like oh i guess this is a no it's it's, it's not a very good book (laughs) it's just not not it's not terrible though it's it's not like alien covenant or it's it's not not. origins okay it's not you know (laughs) otpd no so it's a little better than that but they're both unfortunately on the uh the disappointment section of the uh (laughs) <laughs> and, and I feel like um, Colonial Marines, the game, again, there's that exploration of, of just the Marines and the aliens. And I feel like that doesn't work either. I don't know what it is about the movie, the, like the balance of the characters, what's at stake, um, the the types of aliens that are there. Like there's not too many crazy variants, but there's enough to like scare you. So there's just the warriors and there's the queen. And that's pretty much it. There's not there hasn't been much of a change in the chestburster apart from it having arms. Um, so, so yeah, for me, I feel like uh, Alien is great and Aliens is, is like, makes it uh, better. Um, but I'm still an, an alien um, aesthetic sort of person. I, I love the, the mystery and the extra layers and I get to, in, to enjoy that with the prequels. And, and to a certain degree with the other films like Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, but I, I don't get that sort of um, feeling with Aliens. Like that there's some surface stuff there, but there's not much in, in terms of investigation for me. Like there's certain things about, you know, Bishop's character in, in the book, in the difference it is to the movie, and there's a bit to explore there. But, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time a- analysing Aliens, even though it's a really great movie, it's great to watch. And, and analyzing is what I do. That's what I enjoy. <laughs> All right. So Clara hates aliens. I got that written down here. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You just you you love it. Um, let's go to uh, Sean. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, for me, they always have. They always have been. They always will be. The the two completely different films for me and. It's very hard to put one in front of the other because with Alien, you've just got this amazing level of horror and suspense. And I tell you what, a lot of movies fail to sort of capture mystique, mystery these days. And Alien is just beautifully done, uh, Alien, for, for the mystique, for the suspense, for the horror. It's if if you enjoy horror movies and you're a, you're kind of a you know a, a big horror movie fan like like I am a- aliens a great watch it it really is uh but on the flip side of that you know by the same token i mean aliens is you know it, it's already been said i mean it's one of them films you sit there and you watch with your friends and you're repeating all the 
all the one-liners and you you're cheering the the power loader versus the queen at the end and it's it it follows those typical 80s kind of archetypes but in a good way you know there's explosions and harsh language man and (laughs) you know this it it, it's got so much going for it from a from an i can't even really i I wouldn't really describe aliens as an action horror i mean yeah it's got it's got it's got suspense it's got a bit of terror it's not but it's not alien it's it's an action film and you know and like i say you know if i want to turn the lights off and be scared i'll put alien on if i want to have a kick-ass time with my friends and you know shouting at the tv and cheering and you know game over man game over you know you you do that with your friends with your buddies so for me two different experiences really hard to put one before the other but you know if you if you put a xenomorph to my head and made me pick one. That's going to happen, <laughs> by the way, so just I'd, a <laughs> I'd probably, and again, this is purely because of nostalgia, I'd probably go with Aliens. Wow, okay. If, we talk, if we're talking about, if we're purely talking about Alien and Aliens and we're leaving free and Resurrection to the side. Yeah, only, yeah, only me, talking about the first two. Fa- yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Let, me, let me clarify the question a little bit. Aliens. Uh, so so if you could choose, it, it, so let's say, let's say we're holding that secondary jaw to your head, okay? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and we are saying uh, you have to choose one of them to not exist. Not from a story standpoint, but just from like an aesthetic standpoint, from like a, a film standpoint. So, so I'll put you down for aliens for that. So, so far we're tied up. Uh, let's go. Let's let's see, Dave. What do you think? I'd definitely say aliens. You would say aliens. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Um, this is tough because I mean, Alien and Aliens. You're talking about two the two of some of the most copied movies of all time, along with Die Hard. I mean, just about every movie has bit off both of them in both genres. Um, man, obviously I'm a big aliens guy. Everyone, everyone knows that. Um, that was, that's what got me hooked without that. I'm not me and my loud mouth shitty opinions aren't all over the internet. Um, man, but again, an alien, um, the whole thing with them discovering the, the, the space jockey and the derelict I've watched more times than I could count. I mean, that's one of my all time favorite exploration scenes in any movie. I never get sick of watching it and theorizing. And the same thing with aliens is that um, the Marines getting ambushed. I've also watched more times than I could count. I mean, granted, I can't count very high, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just, it's such a dramatic genre shift. It's not something you see too often with sequels where you have, like you guys said, this established set up for a movie, then James Cameron said, nah, I'm going to do something completely different. He said, I can't match what really did. I'm going to go a different route. So it's like you have two sides of the same coin, and it's it's tough to decide. Because um, Alien just does so much right. I mean, it's... Man. Yeah, but that inner draw is opening up right now. It's getting close to your forehead. you got to make a decision. What's it going to be? This is your life we're talking about, Dave. Well, I prefer if it's the facehugger being thrown. I mean, that's a different No, the facehugger's dead already. You're already impregnated. Damn On it. top of that, this you're having a bad fucking day, let me tell you. And now you have to decide. Um, I, a similar choice, just because of nostalgia, and it's what 
That's what got him hooked to the franchise by a slim, slim margin. One tiny little uh, spike at the end of the alien tail. I'm going aliens. Yes. We've got an aliens in the house. Okay. From Dave Gogol, who hates the film Alien. Okay. So, uh, so, all right. So we got, we got Dusty, we got Michael, we got Claire, we got Sean, we got, uh, Dave. Uh, we need to hear from Jamie still and Connor. And that's it, right? There's so many people on this call. I can't, I, I think, yeah, that, that, those are the only first. two that are left. And Connor falls. All right, I'll take Mr. Murdoch. Oh, no, I'm, all, I'm fucking awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely aliens, without a doubt. Um, <laughs> wow, that was, that was, Boom. I love that. That was brave. Well, Right. Well, I, personally, I've never understood the whole sort of rivalry between both movies. I, I appreciate both of them for, for what they are. Alien is a, a timeless classic. It will always be. It's a very it's the best done horror movie I've ever seen. But it's, it sounds stupid, but when I watch Aliens, my imagination goes to more places than when it does when I watch Alien. I think about so much more happening that in the background, not just once seeing on screen with the characters and for me that's more an entertaining watch because my mind's working whereas an alien is the only things I ever really think about are space jockey the derelict and aliens I'm constantly thinking about everything like what happened before with the colony what's happening like in the background scene especially scenes like the sentry gun scene everyone who says obviously the aliens are weakened in that movie is because of that one scene but yet I'm sitting there thinking when they're banging against the pressure door, my mind's going and trying to picture that. And so many other things, especially like when they survive the attack and then they're seeing certain Marines, their life signals are still very faint. I'm sitting imagining them getting cocooned and somewhat. So, yeah, it does answer a lot of questions with aliens, but then you also, if you give the movie a chance, it's there's a lot more that can be left in interpretation. So for me, it's definitely Aliens. It's just a more entertaining watch for me. Well, uh, you're tipping the scales in Aliens' favor, i got to say, Connor. You die. Um, right I, on. I, I think it's because you're tired, but I'm going to say, you know, it's, that's a valid a valid vote. We'll take it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, think of all the different scenes that we all talk about that we, we take in, and like you're trying to say, Patrick, like things that in our mind – when you think of right away, you think back to one of those two movies. I mean, I personally know every time I lift the small attic door to get into my garage, I feel like Hicks <laughs> looking through the attic, wait for something to be in my head. That that takes that really pulls you in right there. You don't realize that till you have to slowly lift that door and put your flashlight up and wait to see what's coming in. I mean, you gotta go call it as it is. They're in the room. Yeah, I I I can I can definitely relate to that, Jamie. I. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to say go ahead anyway because we got to get these votes. Yeah, I mean, probably most of you do, but I, here's the thing. Uh, what I love about Aliens is that – and what I think about a lot is I think of that scene where Ripley is in the um, in the beginning where she's in the, the drawing room or the, the, the boardroom or whatever, and she's being questioned by Wayland yutani uh, executives. Like what happened? And obviously they don't really believe her and they're kind of spinning it like she's crazy and she can see that. I think about that a lot. I think about the idea that um, of who Ripley is or who she was at that point where she's kind of stepping into this idea of a whistleblower. Um, she's not there yet, but she's seeing, okay, they're spinning this story around me, um, and they're kind of going to make me crazy. Uh, they're going to kind of sideline me as crazy and 
kind of sack me off to to do whatever. And of course, we know that she she's working in the cargo docks. That's the only job that she can get. I think about Ripley's journey quite a bit in Aliens, uh, and where she she was just kind of this 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 woman who was just trying to do her job, and then in Aliens, she's like being haunted by this experience for the first film. I think James Cameron did that beautifully. Her 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 sense of being haunted and horrified and her nightmares of the original film. I, you don't see that a, a lot in sequel films where they really bridge it, where you really see the effects of, um, of, of an experience like that and how it will play on the mind, how it will uh, manifest in the body. I think that it's, it, it's brilliant. Um, but I do pivot to alien only because for me, aliens answers a lot. Aliens is loud, and it's kind of, you know, you're not questioning, at least for me, you're not questioning a lot. You're like, everything's kind of, there's always talking, there's always things going on, even though it's very natural, and it's very, it feels very uh, organic, and it feel, they feel like real people. Like, I think about Vasquez all the time. I think about her as a person more than I think about her as a Marine. I think, I'll think about uh, Burke as a person more than I think about Burke as a Weyland Dutani operative. Um, and... Uh, so that's that's to the strength of of um, James Cameron's writing. However, what I love about Alien is the same. It's the same thing I love about Annihilation, about Interstellar, about Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. I like movies that let me think for my own myself. I like movies that give me space and the quiet, the unnerving quiet to be on that journey with them. I felt like when, 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 when Kane and Dallas and Lambert are walking into or climbing up into the space jockey, whatever you call it, cockpit area, I felt like I was also crawling up there with them. Um, there is, there's, there's something about alien that, I, you don't experience again until Alien Three, um, and I, I think uh, at my heart I am uh, I am someone of wonder and I'm an explorer. And Alien does that. Whereas with Aliens, everything's kind of out in the open for you. There's nothing much to figure it out. It's all being figured out for you. However, that doesn't mean it's it's void of it's really which we've discussed on uh, episodes past. It's really touching quiet moments, Hicks quiet moments. You know the things that. Uh, uh, you know, like the little things like Hicks picking up Newt and setting her up, you know, so she can see what they're doing. Like little things like that, that people don't talk about. A lot of people are always like, yeah, Marines, yeah, you know, guns, blah, 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 you know, and, and the, the, the Hudson one-liners where I think the beauty of aliens is in those moments uh, of Hicks tenderness of um, just kind of the small things that people pass by because they're so interested in the big stuff, the big guns, the big, the kind of the big set pieces. So yes, alien is my answer. And I, I prefer science fiction that lets me wonder as opposed to that just tells me everything. So, you know, it's funny that moment with Hicks, um, I hadn't really noticed it, you know, at, at least in, in a, in a, in a, like a, a personally visible way until that night we recorded the episode that I talked about it on. And, um, and we got like four comments from people who were like, yeah, like that moment has always really, re Dave, I remember you brought this up too. It's a moment that really resonates with people. And it's funny because it's so quick and it's such an amazing yep. moment nice of character little, building. Little, little touch. And it just, it just works, you know, and it's something that you see the movie over and over again and it just works. But then you kind of stop and you think like, oh, that's kind of unexpected for that character 
to do it's sort of subverting your expectation so i i think what what's problematic and i'm about to vote in a second but i think what's problematic is it's very easy to talk about aliens as a question answering machine who kind of doesn't let you um it kind of closes off a lot of corridors and i'm i'm guilty of that too and i think it's it's a valid thing to say sometimes but it is remarkably subtle, you know? So like the, 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 there is room for beautifully ambivalent stuff in it, but it's not, um, philosophically ambivalent. It's more in the characters and the world building. It's just more complicated than you kind of think it is the first time you see it, which is why a movie like Aliens or a movie like Die Hard, Dave, which, which is another incredible film, why, why they do get copied so much is I think people are kind of trying to recapture that sense of like a movie that hits all the right notes and it has that propulsive, pace yep. and it feels right and it feels exciting you can watch it over and over again but it's also different enough that it doesn't get boring you know that nothing in it is quite what you would expect it to be motherfucker. i mean aliens is as i've talked about at great length a huge part of my life and it's something that you know i i fell in love with aliens before i fell in love with alien even though i saw alien first when i was a little kid um and it's what i enjoy with my children on an actual daily basis, we, we play, you know, uh, Colonial Marines games together and things like that and Operation Aliens toys and shit. Um, it's something that I think about all the time, but I would in a heartbeat ditch it for Alien if I had to make a choice between the two. Because to me, the Alien saga is the story of the derelict and whatever the fuck caused it to get there. And it's the story of doomed passengers traveling inexorably towards their fate in a distant part of the cosmos that I can see in my dreams and resonates with me. Um, and it is, it's about fear and it's about an existentially nihilistic setting that somehow feels full of hope, even though it shouldn't be. Um, but the hope is dark and it burns like obsidian. You know, it's not the sort of hope that you see in aliens, which is very much what you would expect when you think of like, you know, we're going to kill a bunch of monsters. The hope in alien comes from this subtle idea that in the greatest extremes of horror that the human you know condition can can become that there's still room for humanity that there's still somebody who will go back and save the cat you know there's still somebody who will make it at the end of the day against all the odds just because she wants to see her daughter again and she wants to survive um and because she made a promise to to her daughter that she'd be back home you know, I just think that there's something really deeply powerful about that in a very personal way. And, um, and for me, it's, it's never been a question, although I, I absolutely love Alien. So I'm going to go ahead and send you guys, I've been, I've been taking notes on this and, and I'm going to go ahead and update these notes now with this next part of the conversation, which we'll do quickly. Um, one word answers. So don't think about it too much. Okay. We're going to go in the same order. I'll cue you and keep it to one word. I'm going to ask a very simple question. You ready? Okay. So starting with Dusty. Are you in favor of Alien Five happening? And, 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 and hang on, but before before I, before we go, I'm what not saying fuck? I'm not saying it's going to. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm not I'm not saying it's going to. And I'm saying in, in a bringing this world, on like a face hugger. In, in a world, in, that's how I do it. In a world where there's no question, you know, like <laughs> where where you can just choose for this to happen. I'm just asking. Don't think about the reality of the studio ah. situation. Don't think about the fact that, you know, the shares got transferred today for Fox and Disney and everything. I'm just saying, would you be, Dusty, in favor of Alien 5 happening the way that it has been proposed? I am what fucking outraged by it. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's outrage. So that's a no. All right. Michael, what about you? Outrage. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> All right. Clara. Mother. 
Sorry. Mother. I forgot to unmute <laughs> No. No. Hell no. Okay, all right. Let's <laughs> right. everything aliens. Sean, Sean, what about you? As long as it was a completely fresh story, no Ripley, no Marines, yeah, I'm I'm all for another alien movie. Okay, but but Alien but, Five, yeah. But 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 it would be Ripley, the way that it was presented. Uh, no, no, okay, no. So Still no. take my money. Just no, just no. <laughs> all right. Dave, Doesn't need Ripley. Doesn't need Ripley to move forward. No. Okay, I put you down as a no, Dave. Um. Don't let me down. Surprisingly, uh, man, I'm so torn. There's so much suspense on this episode. I love this. <sighs> man, so, so many decisions. Do I say yes? Do I say no? Do I say maybe? I don't know. My program is always so twitchy. What will go to say? <laughs> Those inner draws are getting real close, <laughs> no. buddy. They're they're fucking no. snapping. They're fucking snapping. Say no. Oh, man. Hmm. So many choices. Wait, there's only two. Um... <laughs> you can count pretty well, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can. Well, don't, don't ask me anything more than that. Then, then forget it. <laughs> um, I actually, my answer is 180 in the last year or so. I want something new and fresh, so it is a no for me. Damn it, Dave. That is a no <laughs> from Dave Gogol, who hates Neil Blomkamp. Yes. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Connor Murdoch. It's definitely not. <laughs> Fuck no. A no. I'm surprised. I thought you liked yeah. that idea. Nope. I, I cannot stand it. I hate it beyond all imagining. Okay. What if it was good and it was amazing, and you loved it? Oh, but then, <laughs> I'm in this... hey, listen, I'll still buy tickets. I'll still buy tickets opening night at midnight, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for sure, I'd still go and see it, but it's it's not needed. It's not needed at all. Oh, I'd fucking see advanced screen. I, I would pay money to see I have another question, video. though, for wait, this, wait, though. Wait, Jake, wait, wait, hold this on. This is not fair. Hang on, hang oh. on, hang on. I'm not about fairness here, please, yeah. okay? We're being fucking crazy, okay? <laughs> Just hold on to that shit. Hang on. Connor has not answered. Oh, no, he did answer his question. Hang on, hang on. All right, all right Jamie, you are up next. What is your vote? One word, go. Fuck yes, but... <laughs> but... Yes! Ethically, we don't need another movie with Ripley in it. To be honest with you, we need to leave it all behind. Just like we need to fucking leave Weak Sauce Amanda Ripley behind. It's done. She's done. We need to leave these legacy characters away. But would I go see it? Absolutely. Is it a yes? Only because look at what we've been dealing with the past few years, y'all. Look at it. I don't want another year of some... How do I? I gotta be nice. Oh, um, no, don't be nice. Be me, be me, be me, be me. You're fucking sneezing. We don't need another, right, just go for it. Another divisive prequel. Come to the dark side. Don't be nice. Another divisive prequel that continues to just divide people yep. where people... Yep. Uh, we need a movie that 80% of the, of people love. I mean, most... I would Too say 80 fresh. to 90% of people love Alien and they love aliens. I would say probably about 60% of people love Alien 3. I could be wrong on that number too. Maybe it's only 50%. But here's the thing though. If they did, if by chance, I mean, Sigourney Weaver will be 70 in, in, in October. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, although we have Harrison Ford doing another Indiana Jones. So who, who knows? And he's 76. Um, <laughs> gotta be a stranger. Strange. Um, uh, but here's the thing though. What if, this movie that was made with Ripley was amazing and blew even all of the people who are like, no, 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 we don't need another one. What if it blew your mind and you're like, I love Alien 3, it's a complete story, but oh my God, I love this movie. What do you do? You know, like, 
I would rather them take that risk and write the ship than to continue sailing on the seas that we're on right now, to be honest with you. Bitch, that is a risky fucking... To go with that point, listen, Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode did it. Even at the risk of, you know, uprooting everything Alien 3 did. It doesn't uproot it, it still exists. That's what, a dream sequence? Yeah, do you not think it'd cheapen it, though? Here's the thing, if... uh, I think we have all of these questions, just like there's all these what ifs. If we leave that theater and we're we're jumping out of our seats, like yeah, that was awesome. We're not going to be having these conversations. By the guy who did Chappie well, and Lizzie. Hang on, hang on. We didn't finish our voting yet. Hang on, Michael. Wait, hold that thought because I'm going to go right to you. But hang on, Darn I I got to I got to do the data. <laughs> this is a data driven episode. Okay, okay. So listen. So so just one quick thing. So my vote is no, and I can't fucking write that in big enough letters. On this envelope, I've run out of space for my doodling. So the the, the total the, <laughs> the total is four uh, alien people and four aliens people, which I think is fascinating. And the total the pro Blomkamp crowd is two, and the anti Blomkamp crowd is six. That's just data. I'm just putting it out there. Michael, take it away. I'm so hurt right now. <laughs> um, no, so my thing is. Okay, so I don't have to sugarcoat this because we all under, we all realize that I'm not a big fan of Alien Three, um, because I kind of feel as it was a, a, a stolen childhood, if you want, because the characters who I had become very very into, I feel got a, a ending to their storylines, um, and the way that it was played out. Don't get me wrong, Alien Three was a good movie. I I, I enjoy it and I will watch it, but if I have the chance to see Alien to aliens to a good solid ending to the characters even if it's them older you know whatever it takes i would take that in a heartbeat because that to me would be more closure to a franchise that i was close to than where alien 3 and then you know the the dog's breakfast we call resurrection and it just to me it i i never feel like i ever got a true ending um you know, and for Ripley, I, I think that was an understandable way that she decided to go out in Alien 3. Um, but I don't think it was the way out that she deserved, you know, after everything that she had done in, in the, the the movies up in, in, in storyline up until then. And then all of a sudden, it kind of ended that way. But like I said, I, I mean, I don't care what it is. If it's got any, if it's an alien movie, but it doesn't involve Alien versus Predator, take my money. What if we got AVPR? With Ripley. (laughs) With with Ripley? That's an old woman. Listen, I've gone through I've gone through comics of Aliens versus Terminator versus Predator. I've gone through Aliens versus Predator versus Judge Dredd. Yo, I fucking love that one. Hardest things you could possibly do. At that point, I think I could probably stomach it, but no, (laughs) I I just I, I I think there. See, that's a whole different ball game, and and I know I know people are so just people hate the Alien versus or movies, and, and I totally understand where they're coming from. But as a comic person, if you would actually, if you've read the original Aliens versus Predator, you get a totally different. I know this is off the subject, but you get a totally different understanding for those two franchises coming together than you do as in seeing what they put out on screen. Well, it's because some things work better in comics than they do on screen. Exactly. And that's where it exactly. Yep. I, and I totally agree with you on that Fair one. Point. Well, I and, and I think the, 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 the distance between you know, 
The distance between the first AVP film and AVPR is the distance between the Caravaggio and the shit I took in the toilet an hour ago. That's too fair. There's a big gulf between those two things. <laughs> you, my friend, you, my friend, are a master of words. <laughs> Here, here's, but here's, I, I know we got to kind of pivot back to Aliens, but I, I think Blomkamp could, or whoever, if they took the story and they ran with it, they could also include the story of, of Alien 3 and all of that stuff happened. Except for if it opened, maybe it opened similarly where they, you're, you know, this is years later and they actually removed the thing from their, her chest, but it was, uh, the, where she threw herself in the molten lava that didn't happen. She's, you know, it, she was shot with a, whatever, like a tranquilizer. They, they got her and she thought she killed herself, but she didn't. Um, and all the events of Alien 3 happened. That's the only. That's that's a plausible. Yeah, ending. I'm up for you that. Yep, definitely. Like definitely. she's there. Yeah, she's there. She's ready. They shoot her with the dart. That's they so take her. Stupid. She thought that was it. What are you talking about? I like about? it. Oh my. That's totally God. plausible. J.M. Prater. Heresy. Oh. I'd pay to see that. God. You, so, <laughs> I do. So and that's when Blomkamp's film would take place. Like <laughs> not right after, but like years later. Like and they're like. You're the one who brought this thing. They took this thing out of you. That's how they have it in stasis now because they they saved you. You know, I don't uh, know it's how a total, it's a total way out. I don't know and how restless. to <laughs> 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 The whole daughter thing is young and the rest. Who shot Ripley? Too. I mean, come on. Then, then again, no. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely pay to see uh, Alien versus Predator with uh, with Ripley. I mean, can you imagine seventeen year old Ripley on her front of her house? on the lawn and she's like god damn it you predators stop them predator dogs from shitting on my lawn you bitch <laughs> i'd pay to see that shoving down arthritis meds and fucking hens you know <laughs> <they're walking laughs> yeah like tom and jerry <laughs> yeah. the top of the alien with the uh, with the broom <laughs> uh, you know the sad thing is anything's possible the the, the problem is it all boils back to what jamie says all the time just don't treat the audience like they're idiots Oh yeah. You know, if you if you do it right, you do your homework. If whoever directs the next movie, if if they do their homework and they get the timeline, Alex right, Garland. That yeah, and and there's somebody that's a true alien fan that says, "Man, I have to do this right." Then I'm all for it. I don't want someone just to step up and try to throw a story in just to make a ton of money from one of these studios. In that point, get it, take my money because I don't want that. The only reason I was going mainly with the whole Blumkamp thing, was the fact that the guy was a genuine alien fan. And, you know, you, you, you just in your mind, you're thinking, you know what, he's a fan, he's going to try to do this right. I don't want someone just that, you know, Disney or whoever is now just picks up someone and says, hey, we need to make some quick cash, just throw something together. Like, that, that, that's, that's the hardest thing right now in fandom is, is you, you never know, honestly, you never know what you're going to get. And it's, it's such a, a shaky you know, shaky limb to be on right now that it, it, it's kind of one of those things. I, I just, we say it all the time on this podcast. I've probably heard it a hundred times. It just put somebody at the helm that is an alien fan and just wants to do an alien movie. That's it. Alex who understands Carl. it and who doesn't look yep. at it, who doesn't look at it like a parody, like Shane Black, you know, who really is like, like someone like, uh, who, like, Alex Garland. I don't think he'd ever do it. Well, yeah, totally Alex Garland, but Dave loves him. Uh, he w- he would never do it. But what's his name? Um, Alex Interstellar. Uh, uh, 
Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Alex Carl. Oh, be great. But they're be they're they're beyond the they're beyond the series. They don't need to make an alien movie. They can make their own movies and tell their own original stories. So they're gonna need to find someone like Blomkamp who's young, who has some who has something to prove. Alex Carl. Um but now that now that the the IP is in Disney's hands, I think, to be honest with you, Disney knows how to make movies. They know how to make good movies. Look at Marvel. I mean, come on. Uh, I think we're poised for a, a good, if they decide to go ahead with an alien film to make, to get the series into the black, which I think they need to do. There's, you know, if, if, if the next alien movie isn't in the black and it loses money, it's done. Done. Dusted. I think you're probably right. That's such a horrifying thought. But that, that I, I, I kind of think that's where we are right now. I, I, I really, you know, Jamie, you and I had, and, you know, many people in here have been on, you know, calls and discussions about this for a while. Um, it doesn't seem like there's much coming down the pipeline at the moment. And and I think that we are well, kind of Well, that was in the that... hands of Fox, though. They're, right. They weren't going to do anything until this merger is over. Now you have, you know, the Disney guy, Iger, probably stepping in and saying, well, let's look at this. Let's look at what's been profitable. Look, let's look at what has potential. You know, yeah, I mean, look at even the Star Wars films. I yeah. mean, it isn't profitable, but like even with the Star Wars films, the last prequel made the, uh, what, what's that? Uh, Revenge of the Sith made the least money of the prequels. It was going down downhill. I mean, it still made a ton of money, but not comparatively. Um, so I think that there's a lot of potential here, and I think that there's a lot going for the Alien IP that Disney will be like, okay, let's put the right people in place. Let's let's look let's look for some new stories. I think this, these short films that we're going to see is kind of, hey, this is viable. We have st- new stories that we can tell. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Do you, ex- do you expect to do you expect to see an alien sequel or an alien in universe movie within the next five years? Personally, I don't know. I could not answer that question. My my my, my thought hmm. is no. No, I mean you have to get you have to get excited though that you know like they said you know with with Marvel and the way that that Disney is really sort of promoted and and put behind that now you know we're not talking about a Marvel movie we're also you know we're talking about a what would we would hopefully would be a rated R movie um, a horror movie a, a hard science fiction movie something like that I mean you don't know how they do but I mean. You know, look at Captain Marvel. They did great with that. I mean, they the best actor they could have brought was the cat. I mean, they they just, you know, <laughs> the, the cat stole the show. That was the best part of that movie. Um, yep. And, and and they're just joking, but you know, honestly, I I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I it's it's so many ifs right now, and and I think it's kind of nice though. The only good thing about this right now is all of us in Alien, the fandom and 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 the group, we all kind of we have a break now. Um, so there's a little bit of a lull. Which might be a good thing because you know what if and when they decide to do something or throw something down the you know like you said down the the road, we'll have had a breath and had some time to kind of sit back and sort of, you know, digest what's come over. So maybe the anticipation of something at that point would be, you know, where where it would need to be. You know, hey, we haven't seen anything for a while. We haven't been just like you know ambushed with just stuff after stuff. So now, you know, maybe the comic books and the way that they're going with the comic series and starting to sort of amp up and then a couple of the other things that have come out and stuff like that, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a break right now might be, you know, just what the doctor ordered. I agree completely. And I think it's a wonderful chance to get a new perspective on things. And it's a wonderful chance to not rush anything. You know, Blade Runner 2049 is an incredible film and that took more than three decades to come out. And I'm not saying we need to wait three decades for the next alien film to come out, 
But like, it's okay to not rush things, and it's okay to explore other media, and it's okay to let things solidify and find the right talent and tell the right stories. And I, I yeah, personally am... I'm kind of enjoying the fact that fandom has been pretty chill lately and that we've just been sort of talking about things that we like, you know, and not fucking fire bombing each other all the time. Do you think with the comics and the novels, digital series, uh, obviously we've got the shorts coming. They look fantastic. Do you think with everything that's been pushed out these last six months, do you think it's been a bit too much at once? I don't, I that's think they just question. didn't make a mark. I mean, by the time Blackout came out and then um, the shorts, people forgot about them. They came in with this big boom and then you blinked and they were gone forgotten. Neither of them made an impact at all. That's the problem. Yeah. I, I thought I think yeah. it was funny. I think it's funny how everybody and was I like kind Blackout. of Blackout. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's funny yeah. how everybody was but, so up in arms and it was like – can you believe they're bringing this kind of a game out? Can you bring their and all of a sudden when the games and everything came out, everybody was kind of like, "Oh, this is kind of a nice change of pace." You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's taken on and I'll tell you what, like Dave just said, those shorts that are, are I'm not sure it was Sean, maybe Sean said the, the yeah, shorts yeah. that are coming out, they are going to be they look phenomenal. Yeah, that's they do. They look amazing. amazing. You're talking, you're yeah. talking about a, a I'm so pumped or someone yeah. different view. Oh, they look really I mean, those... amazing. Those will hopefully give us something to talk about for a little while because those the, the game and those shorts did nothing for the casuals and the hardcore. I mean, they're sure there's some people that are still playing or enjoying the shorts, but they made absolutely no impact at all. No, agreed. So uh, I, I think... What we what we should do is uh, move towards wrapping. But what I would love to do is to kind of go around in a circle again and everyone give aliens a rating. Let's pivot it back to aliens and why. Um, out of five stars, uh, how many stars do you get it? Give it, and I'll go last. Uh, no, I won't go last. I'll go somewhere in between. Wait, can um, I ask just quickly for clarification? So, is this five? So, on a five star scale, um, objectively or subjectively? Like, are we talking about like what we think of the film, or, or as a film, if it is a five star movie versus? Well, I, no, I, I think I mean, I think that those are two separate things. I think objectively, Aliens is one of the best sequels ever made. Period. End of story. I think everyone probably can agree with that, even if we don't. But I think what's more interesting is a subjective opinion, because um, I think maybe we'll be surprised. Gotcha. All right. Uh, out of five. So yeah, we're gonna go as with a movie uh, on its own and not. Yeah, your subjective opinion. I would say a four out of five. And why? <laughs> um, there are there are some things in in the film uh, noticeable flaws. Like when I was watching it the other day, being able to see right through the alien queen's head while she's moving her jaw up and down, just little things like that pull me out of the movie. Um, but there are other parts of the movie where I, I really feel that it's it works. I, I'm in uh, in the place with them, and I can feel that sort of fear or fear, fear for their lives. Um, but there are a couple of um, effects, or there are just a couple of lines where I think, like, "Why the hell did you say that?" Um, and, and most of it comes down to the marine banter and just um, effects that that pull me out of it. So yeah, so so that's why it's a four. But if everything like that was a bit more polished, 
Um, I guess if the Marines banter didn't bother me, then it would be a five out of five. Dusty, what about you? I'd say even though it's not my favorite of the three, I'd still give it a five out of five. Yeah, it's sweet. It's great. There's so much good stuff in it. Like, it's just that I think the things that put it behind the other two for me are just completely subjective things. And it's just it's just a personality thing. I think everybody can draw something differently from the movie. And it doesn't mean it scores lower than others because it's an amazing movie from top to bottom. Even though as a certified weld inspector, I could definitely say that Vasquez is welding on the door. <laughs> it would not pass code. <laughs> <laughs> But it's pretty sweet with the little screen built in and everything, like the little uh, the guard on the handle. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty that dope. That scene that is so <laughs> satisfying. I remember as a kid watching her weld that door, and I just loved it. I don't know why. Yeah, it was just I always so wanted one of those things. Satisfying to watch. I, I, I'm like I'm like looking for things to weld as a child. I'm like, does anybody have like <laughs> to like <laughs> Google? What about you? Um, five out of five. It set the standard for. Action movies, sequels, and female heroes from here on in. She was a true Marvel. All right. Sean? Uh, five out of five. Uh, purely because it's... The, like Clara was saying, there's a, there is a couple of bits in there that do pull you out a tiny bit. You know, where it's, it, it's been spoken about the whole vacuum of space problem. Uh, you know, she, she's definitely losing that arm. And uh, <laughs> there's another there's another bit as well where the Queen pulls the power loader into the, the airlock and the, the light on the top smashes. In the next shot, it's perfect and working. You could probably pick apart most films like that, little mistakes. It's got to be five out of five. I see certain bits of aliens and uh, so where you you'll have a couple of characters in the foreground and they and they're, and they're talking and interacting and then in the background there's people talking and going about these routines and it's it, it's just the attention to detail it, it, it's not just a case of right okay while while these two are you know are front and center on camera you you just hang in the back and you know look busy look like you're doing something every everyone has got meaningful lines whether you're in the foreground whether you're in the background everything is carefully choreographed it's it's just little bits of perfection like that that kind of the pros outweigh the cons kind of thing five out of five for me connor um i'd have to go with four out of five it's it would be a five out of five if it wasn't for certain scenes um they're just they take me out of the movie for my own stupid reasons I'm very much a sucker for realism and the scene where they're in the APC escaping the hive and Hicks manages to hold the door or try and close the door while the Zemo's trying to open it and he seems to be able to match string with it I'm sorry that's bullshit that Zemo should have just left in there like a fox in a hen house slaughtered every single one of them he did have his car bread though Connor so you know it might have added to his uh, strength I don't <laughs> get a shit I mean it, in <laughs> Alien 3, you see this thing pull uh, Superintendent Andrews up from the floor, and he's a well-built guy. That's going to take some prodigious strength. And as far, like as, far as I was aware, there's no cornbread on Fury uh, 161, is it? That's also? true, they're mounting the well, road. he found a secret fucking stash. <laughs> and well, the scene in events with Vasquez, when she manages to hold the entire Xeno against the wall of her foot. Yeah, that's bullshit. 
it's stupid, I know, but that's the reason I don't give it a five out of five is it draws me out of the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's perfect. I would say four out of five, just because I think towards the last 20 minutes, um, you get a beat for beat repeat of Alien. I think uh, Cameron does what did what Cameron did in Terminator 2, which I think actually I think Terminator 1 is the better film. He just repeated the same things over and over and they were bigger and better. Similar, he had similar lines, he had similar everything, and that's exactly what happened in Aliens. She just bigger and better versions of what you saw in Alien. So, four out of five. Bringing the controversy, Michael. Michael. Uh, without a doubt, I'm, I'm a five out of five. Um, but I'm going to go in a different route. My, my feelings on this movie is there are very few movies um, in my life that I can honestly say – you know, no matter what I'm doing or whatever, if, if a movie comes on or this movie comes on, I just stop what I'm doing and I just like I'm engrossed like I always love again. You know, as most people know, especially Patrick, you know, like Jurassic Park is one of those. If if it's on no matter what time of day, no matter when it is, I stop, I watch. I'm into that movie. I'm exactly where I was, you know, in 1993 when that movie came out. I can remember it all. I can remember what I was doing, where I was at, who I was with. Um, there's, there's certain movies in life, um, you know, like that where I can be at my mom and dad's for Easter and we're sitting in the living room and aliens comes on. And at the same moment, my dad, my brother and I all sit down and are right and right in the movie. I mean, you were talking Easter and we're sitting there watching aliens on the TV. And it's, it's one of those movies for me where it's an eighties movie, any eighties movie that you can think of just about there's flaws in it. You can find flaws in it because at that time it was, it was something to put you in, pull you in, push you through the movie you know, and just be, you know, a nonstop thrill ride. So they all, everything from that time, you know, and that those, the eighties all has their, their really generically bad flaws here and there. Um, but for me, like I said, looking at it from a nostalgic point of view, knowing that this was the movie and, and who I was with and, um, you know, you've seen it with my dad and, and my brother and, and stuff like that. I will, no matter what, nothing shakes from that. So for me, However you want to put it, it's always going to be a five out of five just because it's my childhood, I guess you would say. So that's where I'm with. All right. So I'm going to say five out of five and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. To me, even though I've already established that I'm an alien person, and even though I hate the idea of, of retconning Alien 3 and doing the Blomkamp film and revisiting the aesthetic of aliens, the reason why I will always give Aliens a 5 out of 5 is because it is perhaps the best example I can think of in any form of art, especially popular art, of an impossibility. It is something that I can't imagine could have worked the way that it did because it was so audacious and so different and so irreverently uh, just new for what it was at the time and, and, and it was also so you know on paper in some ways obvious and so kind of dumb in some ways and yet it's so much more than that it's a brilliant film that is somehow also a dumb beautiful action thriller 
that is also somehow something full of imagination and full of character that is also somehow a gung-ho movie you can put on with your best friends and yell at the TV and is also something you can show a kid and they'll fall in love with it and it's also something you can show your in-laws like I did a couple years ago for the first time the film and they'll be like oh wow I totally get why you're obsessed with these movies now It is a movie that speaks to every single person who sees it in a very personal and very powerful way, even though there are things that I would change in a heartbeat if I could, and even though there are things that I still have to sort of forgive it for, I think to call it anything less than a 5 out of 5 personally would be disingenuous to how I perceive the movie. And and the way that I perceive the movie is as the ultimate triumph of the genius of James Cameron. The uh, one of the most perfect examples of Hollywood magic I can think of, and I really mean magic in terms of the set design, the world building, the, the character development, the uh, even the score, which I think is pretty uneven, but I think when it works, it works extremely well for that type of film. Um, it's something that it represents this very beautiful aspect of movies that I think we don't talk about enough, which is that you know, in any other form of art, you know, as you guys know, I'm I'm a, I'm a musician. You know, I mean, I, I get to collaborate with people, but People who make a film, especially a big Hollywood film like Aliens, it is a collaboration of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It is something that could not exist if there weren't hundreds of people from different backgrounds and different parts of the world and different proclivities and different aptitudes and different interests and different histories and different political opinions and different affiliations and different religions, etc., coming together and making something that somehow comes across not only cohesive, but fucking brilliant. And I think that when you get a movie like Aliens, which is such a brave film to begin with, and you have hundreds of people coming together to make it, and you have out of this chaos this incredibly cohesive thing happen, um, I think it's it's just it's it's a it's a it's an amazing achievement, and that's why I think it has to be a five out of five. Um, it's something that I I can't imagine a world in which it exists, and yet it does. And I get to watch it all the time, and I get to show it to my kids, and we get to marvel at it. That that there was a time when people got together and made a fucking movie like Aliens, and it came out the way it came out, and, and now we can you know enjoy it for generations and generations. I think it's the pinnacle of the form of the action thriller in Hollywood. I really do. Patrick, let me. Let me say something quick. I, I just I, I just want you to know this. Okay, you might be the most linguistically skilled person I've ever seen. <laughs> but, but, but explain to me something. All I want to know is where the hell do you get your word of the day calendar because I need that now. <laughs> me too. I, I, all, joke, all joking aside, buddy, I, I must say you you – you're incredible at explaining things, and and that's you know much love, buddy. I'm I'm just busting on you, but oh, thanks, seriously, man. thank you. I appreciate that. But I also I really mean I it. I concur. It's, it's <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. It's just something that feels to me like uh, it's just crazy. And and I, I get you know we don't we won't have time to get to this last round. Although although I do want to open the floor up for any kind of final things because this is the final episode of this part of the series for now at least, and it's a moment to kind of reflect. But um, I I just want to say you know Jamie and I set out on this journey of this series last year, you know? Um, and before we even started releasing episodes, you know, we were already researching, we were getting the background materials, um, you know, in the Building a Better World staff group and in the in the mod group, you know, we were planning out posts and we were talking about all the things that we wanted to get to. And, um, and that excitement was so different from, you know, how we approached, for example, the Resurrection series, which I also had a lot of fun with, you know? And even the Alien 3 series, which 
is one of the most, uh, you know, was one of the most meaningful podcasting things that I've ever been a, a part of personally for me. When we got started with this aliens thing, it was like, fuck, like this is a chance to explore this crazy magical cultural artifact and pull it apart and go from the beginning to the very end and see why it works the way that it works. And I feel like, you know, part of why I, I, I give it a five out of five, and I said this in the last episode, is that now having done all of that, I, I love it more than I did going into it, you know? And that's crazy. Um, anyway, so we do have to wrap. I, I do want to open the floor up briefly before we do, because this is the last episode of this series for the near future. Um, you know, we talk a lot about aliens as something that we experience with, you know, our family, something that we experience with friends, something that feels very kind of social. Um, and I'm wondering if anybody has any stories of, you know, the first time they saw it or when they saw it with somebody special or when they got to introduce it to somebody. Is there, is there like a favorite kind of aliens memory that you want to share while the floor's open for the next couple of minutes? Yeah, I can, I can go if that's cool. Of course it's cool. Do it. Uh, well, uh, one of my, one of my closest friends, uh, we, we, we've probably been friends 14, 15, 15 years. No, probably longer than that. But anyway, uh, we we sort of grew up together, teenagers, young adults, watching watching aliens. We had a we we had a very sort of big shared love of aliens. Uh, we used to probably gather around at each of his houses every other week and watch it. It was it, it was just all we seemed to watch at one point. Uh, and then he he moved away and. You know, we both grew up and went on to other things, and you know, we hadn't really seen each other that much over the course of probably uh, five years. Uh, but we always kept in touch, kept in contact, and and anyway, we we kind of for, for the first time in a long time, uh, we kind of reunited, so to speak, uh, watching the I want to say the the thirty thirtieth thirty fifth anniversary Aliens release at the cinemas. Uh, 2000. It was a few years ago. Anyway, now uh, probably three, three, four years ago, uh, we we watched like a celebratory screening of Aliens at the cinema, and it was the first time we'd got together and seen each other in in so many years, and it was just brilliant just watching a film that you know we both have this shared love of a film that we grew up watching together as as close friends, and it was just great after so many years of not seeing each other to be in that cinema, uh, you know having the ride of our lives watching aliens. That's awesome. I absolutely trust me. I, I, I can totally relate to you on that. Patrick knows. I think him and I've discussed a couple of times with another franchise. That's exactly how I was. I, I have a friend of mine that I have not missed a movie since the original came out and we go every year, we, we get together and go and, and, uh, and check out the next one that comes out. So that's, that's a, it's a very cool thing. I, I totally can feel you on that one. Um, I, I'm just like, my last thing would just be, Everything in the Aliens universe right now, um, to me, is a little bit stronger, a little bit tighter. Um, just with stuff that I have going on in my with my family and my personal life right now, um, you know, the Aliens movie is something that my brother and I watch. My brother started listening to the podcast when he knew I was on, um, and he will he would call me up and he'll call me up and say, hey, I just heard the latest podcast and I never knew that. Or um, I heard you talking about this. So I went and watched the movie. Um, so 
to me, um, that's probably right now the most closest to hitting home thing is, is just the fact that um, it's something that him and I, um, you know, we, we can, we connect over. Um, and the fact that, you know, through this podcast and through Jamie and through Patrick and the rest of you guys, um, it, it is something that him and I hold strong. Um, and, you know, like I said, everything that's going on right now, that kind of, to me really means a lot more, uh, than anything else. And since we were little kids growing up and watching it and, and, um, you know, we get together at my house and go downstairs when all the, everybody's upstairs doing stuff. Him and I will go downstairs and put it on the big screen and watch it downstairs and just sit there and, and joke That's and awesome. laugh and talk. And so I, I yeah. to, to that, I want to say, you know, I, I, I'm thankful to you guys as well because, you know, you guys are really the ones that, that put my favorite movie out for, you know, first and foremost. So uh, to all you guys, like I said, I say it all the time, but much love to all you guys that are involved. Peace. That's beautiful, man. Anybody mm-hmm. else have a story? Yeah, well said. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, it's, it's funny. I think of grade five the most uh, when I think of aliens because I was obsessed. Me and my buddy, uh, shout out to Aaron. He's definitely listening. Uh, we used to ride our bikes down to the 7-Eleven in our city, and they had the arcade game Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> we used to play that until we were out of money, and then we'd come home and watch the movie uh we watched aliens so many times and uh yeah grade five was a good one it was <laughs> grade five was all about aliens hockey and the wu-tang clan i think that was about all i had going at that point in my life <laughs> so it was good. that's awesome that's gogo's so cool. a wu-tang you, you, me, <laughs> you just spoke to me right now oh nice <laughs> we have a kindred spirit <laughs> yeah yeah 90s kids for sure Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'll go if you want. Um, mine's is actually more recent. It's been the past year or so involved, especially with this podcast. It's given me the opportunity to really explore a franchise that I knew I loved, but it's kind of went into psychotic levels now. I think my wife's now sick of me. Um, it's just been a great year just to explore this movie like when patrick and jamie say right we're doing alien series i was, was ecstatic and it's especially in built film better worlds has been crazy for the past six to eight months with the amount of stuff that i've been exploring all these tiny little things into the tech and the behind the scenes and it's just it's quite taken over my spare time and i've never had a better time involved with this franchise than i have been with you guys and honestly thank you for the opportunity and giving me this platform for my muttering awkward accent especially putting me on this show at three o'clock in the goddamn morning it's just, <laughs> it's just been a hell of a ride this past year and i wouldn't have changed it for a fucking ounce uh, just speaking personally i i'm extremely jealous of your accent i have to say that it's the best damn accent yeah i think your accent's awesome yeah that's awesome. It makes squaring in the art form. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a, I have a quick little personal story I can I can share. Um, and uh, so I, as as most of you guys know, um, I have an alien room in the house, uh, which I say is a room, but it's it's really just a it's a it's what used to be a little wet bar with a fridge in it that um, my wife has very kindly allowed me to to just transform to this kind of insane little sanctuary with all of my shit. Um, and it's like, it's like, it's kind of my like safe space for, for myself. Like when I'm having a shitty day 
and I just want to kind of chill. I just kind of pull up a chair and I sit in there and I just kind of look at these memories that I've got, you know, on the walls. And I look at all of these things, you know, cause I've been collecting this stuff since I was seven. You know, this the first, the first thing that I sort of got as a collectible was a first edition ADF, um, alien novelization. And it's, it's still sitting in that room. And, and so it's, it's, for me, it's like a kind of a, it's like a kind of a soul space. And, and I'm, as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, active dad. I'm, I'm very much into like letting the kids break shit and have fun. I'm, I don't, I don't care. But the alien room has always kind of been like a special kind of sanctuary for me. So like I leave it open, obviously, and, and they know that they can play with the stuff in there. But like the, the kind of the arrangement has been, um, you know, just like tell daddy if you want to like get something out so he can like, you know, write it down so he knows what to look for to make sure nothing's missing, you know, later on in the day. So it's sort of there was this kind of like extra layer of um, just trying to keep things kind of safe, trying to keep things kind of guarded. And um, what happened a few months ago um, is, you know, we started I started playing the film at home just more frequently during the daytime when the kids are awake. Um, because they, they both seen it in the past, but they didn't, they weren't like, you know, obsessed. They just kind of liked the movie, but, um, but they, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I have to watch this movie a little more now, you know, before it's too late. Cause we're going to be doing some episodes on it, you know? So if you guys want to like watch it with me, you know, you can pull up a, pull up a chair and we can like sit there and get some snacks and watch it together. And, um, and I noticed some things missing from the alien room and I, uh, I had this moment, and I think a lot of you guys on this show who are parents can relate to this, where um, I kind of, I had a decision to make. Like, I, I found myself getting sort of nervous, and then I realized that that was something in me that I needed to let go of. Keeping this thing so close to my heart for so long was um, kind of unhealthy, you know? It's something, it's a love that you kind of have to share, and you can't be precious with. And... um and before I get back to what was going on with the toys, just a brief thing is, uh, is uh, that's the experience that I have on this podcast with you all. Um, you know, every single time we do this is that melting of the walls that I put up around my inner self, you know, like where growing up, you know, I thought there's nobody else in the world who loves this movie the way I love it. Like there's, there's, there can't be somebody else like me out there, you know, like, no, like I don't hear other people at school talking about this shit. And realizing that, like, not only are there people who love it the way I love it, but there are people who want to connect with me the way that I didn't know I needed to connect with people on it. And um, so in a, in a sort of a microcosm of that is um, when I noticed that things were missing from the alien room, I specifically didn't do anything about it because I knew that the kids were sneaking into it <laughs> because they were watching the movie and they wanted to play with the toys. And, um, and they were playing with them. And because of that, accessories were getting lost you know, um, dorsal spines were getting broken off the neck of things. And I realized that is the whole fucking point. That is the reason why I love this so much. And watching my kids fall in love with it enough that they were sneaking behind my back to steal toys out of the room made me realize like, oh my God, I have imparted this to the kids now. And so I sort of, you know, I, I was like, hey, you guys are, uh, you're, you're not putting the toys back when you're done. And they were like, oh, sorry. And I was like, you can keep doing that. It's okay. I don't fucking care. And, um, and so for me, leaving that gate open to the room and just being like, you guys go in there and do whatever you want has been a really great moment as a parent and as a fan of this franchise because it represents something bigger in my life, which is, um, that this should not be internal. This is something that we need to share. And if I think about what aliens is, it is that, you know, it, it alien is not a, a shareable movie in a lot of ways. It's very personal. And because of that, it speaks to me personally in a very deep way that means more than Aliens does in sort of a deeper level of myself. But Aliens is a film that was sort of designed to unite people. 
and it is the greatest vessel for passing along our love of this franchise to our kids. And, um, and because my kids are so much a part of who I am, I feel like the love that I have for this has been magnified through them and getting to experience it with them and getting to play colonial Marines and getting to put helmets on and backpacks and walk around with brooms pretending they're smart guns has been, um, it's been so fun. And I get to play the queen now, which I've always wanted to do. And it makes sense because I'm bigger than they are. So like, I kind of like to scale. It's like, actually like, it's pretty realistic, you know, like I'm just saying, you know, it's not like quite special effects level, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, but getting to do that has been, uh, just wonderful for me. And it, and it's, and it's represented a lot of the things that I love so much about this movie that we've been talking about for so long now. So I just wanted to kind of share that as, as a personal aside. I think you just might be my new favorite person, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, oh God, I, I, I could totally relate myself, you know, having aliens on, watching my little lad run around with all the old Kenner figures, some of my Necker figures. And I, I totally get, totally get what you're saying. I mean, you know, I used to be exactly the same way, massive OCD when it comes to my alien stuff, my collectibles, but, yeah, fuck it, man. Just, yeah, let them be kids and have fun and enjoy something that, you know, you, you, you have spent your whole life enjoying. It's it, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. I lo- fucking love that story, Patrick. Amazing. Thanks, man. I'm sitting here taking parenting notes right now. I'm like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting ready. Well, I mean, Clary, I, I, I know you, you're huge on this. Yeah, like you, you, you've really shared this with your kids, too. Yeah, um, I can relate to the whole toys being stolen off the shelf thing. (laughs) 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 And just finding them in the most funniest places. Like um, my my daughter had started putting the the Red Queen face hugger to bed. So it's like on its back in this little doll's bed with the black on it. (laughs) Uh, It's cuddling a Barbie. So... (laughs) It's it's been fantastic. Yeah, being able like I, I guess with aliens, it's easier to share that sort of movie, and and that's what I really love about that because like with with Newt in the movie, uh, there's something that Anastasia can relate to, um, and uh, or Alexi is not old enough to kind of appreciate what what he's watching, but he he can go, oh no, you know when Dietrich gets grabbed by the alien and disappears. <laughs> And stuff like that, but um, yeah, just I, I, I think uh, uh, Aliens definitely rates up there for them. They really like that movie. Um, I think just because of the, the visuals and the color, they like Prometheus. Um, but definitely, they're they're more invested in the movie um, in in Aliens because of the, the way the interaction with Newt and um, with the Alien Queen and stuff like that. Because Anna loves the Alien Queen. She loves holding on to my neck a figurine, even though it's like poking her in the face and stuff like that. She's like hug- hugging it close when they're walking into the hive. It's just, yeah, it's really amazing. I love that part. <laughs> they are very sharp toys. That's the only downside is there's, there's a, lot, a lot of small lacerations that happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and she doesn't really like the, the plush ones. Like we got her one of those funny plush face huggers and she doesn't particularly like it. My son likes that one a bit more. Um, but then again, he's two. He kind of likes everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I wish there were more like larger plush alien toys. And they'd probably get more into it. Well, last time I checked, you own a creative studio. So, you know, I'm just saying. 
Oh, as if I have time to make a plush toy alien. <laughs> but maybe I you can find them. To make make them there. <laughs> there is an audience here for that. She does have plants yeah. and blowtorches. She does. That's yeah, right, right next that. to each other. Plants and blowtorches. <laughs> it's, it's more like David's lab in that sense. <laughs> Mother's lab, even worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's building a HAL nine thousand. well i i think that uh i you know in closing like i don't have um like any memories i mean i i would see the film for me when i was uh, certainly a teenager i'd watch it every day after i've said the story before as many of us have repeated stories i'd watch the movie every day after school when i was in high school so much i've watched that movie so much that friends of my parents talk to them saying we're a little bit concerned that Jamie's watching this movie so much. And I just remember, I, I think aliens cemented Ripley in my heart in, in a, in a way that alien didn't. Whereas I saw this character were, and she was saying something had happened to her and no one believed her. And I was like, her and I have something in common. Um, and she was rooting for me, even though she didn't know it. And I was rooting for her. And uh, that, that, toughness of Ripley and aliens got me through uh, an unimaginably dark period in my life. And I, I am who I am today because of my love for Ripley and because of what she did in aliens, essentially. So that's kind of how the, the film um, sits with me. Those are the, that's kind of, I wouldn't say something like this, Oh, this great memory, but it really was like, it was like when you do something to, as a child to survive um, darkness and it's art that's helping you survive. It's a pretty incredible thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it will it will forever be uh, Aliens, despite it not being my favorite film. It's a film that um, has its rightful place in a way that Alien Three and Aliens don't have. So that's my that's that's really the only thing that I can really say. Um, and I, I, it 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 is a testament for me and and for other people to say that movies do matter. These things do matter. These it's not like we're just oh we're nerds watching movies these things change our lives uh they impact our lives they they are they're they're uh, they're a language we speak that we start talking to our children about you know even i mean i have four nephews they're not really into aliens but we're into other movies that we share so i i think it's pretty special With that being said, I want to thank everybody for coming on. Dusty, thank you so much. Hopefully we'll have you on again. Thanks for having Michael, me. Michael, Gogol, thanks for coming in late. Uh, yep. As always. always um, Dave's Clara, like, we got to talk about Wu-Tang. That's all I care about. Connor, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. It's been great. It's almost been two hours, which I can't even believe. I feel like we just started talking ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's been great. And what's crazy is it's been. Thank you guys, always. You know, it's it's been almost seven months, I think, since we started this series, and I feel like we just started it yesterday. That's the kind of movie Aliens is, and and we'll come back to it. Yeah, we will come back to it. Oh yeah, for sure. But stay tuned because we got next. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm looking um, forward to uh, 30 feet of dark corridors, exploration of AVP Requiem. That should be fantastic. 30 feet of dark corridors. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, oh, I have but, something else. So much to unpack. 
<laughs> but stay tuned though we do so have, thank we you do guys have a ton up. thanks everyone for listening and uh <laughs> we'll back to the series eventually soon our next series is the forbidden planet four years of alien um so we have a lot coming up for that we will have a couple round tables uh eventually with that show as well just talking about so many things as it relates to sci-fi alien really set the, the standard for uh what's it changed the the, the nature of sci-fi just like blade runner Absolutely. did um, in terms of monster movies, you know, there's no monster movie that can m- match up with Alien or Aliens. You know, it's 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 at the bar. So well, to we'll be, be fair, there, to there was Leprechaun Seven. I think that that comes close. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry. All right. Have a good night, you wonderful human. Good night, guys. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. For more on this and our other projects, please visit www.perfectorganism.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, find us on our closed Facebook group, Building Better Worlds. To support the show, please consider visiting www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. We've got some great perks available. And as always, please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing the show. We can't tell you how much your support means to us, but we can hopefully show you by continuing to provide better, more ambitious, and more dynamic content for years to come.